G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Well, as we do on a Thursday, a catch up with Ashley Saunders, the National Director of Family Voice Australia. Hello, Ashley. Welcome back to 2020. Good. Thank you, uh, Neil. It's good to be with you and with your listeners. Uh, Well, Ashley, I guess as we go to air today, uh, an impending disaster ready to happen in the city of Rockhampton in Queensland. The Fitzroy River expected to peak around nine metres today. More than 2,000 properties expected to be affected. Uh, These sorts of things, they do Uh, come up uh, regularly in Australia, whether it's floods or bushfires or cyclones. And uh, this one, of course, is the result of uh, ex-cyclone Debbie. Uh, Your thoughts uh, for those people who are in Queensland suffering flood waters rising? Uh, Yeah, our thoughts and prayers are very much uh, with them. And I know that that's something that's easy to say, but I say it sincerely and genuinely. And uh, it really is important for your listeners in uh, central Queensland to know that there are Uh, Many, many um, believing Christians around Australia who are sincerely holding them in our prayers. It was only, I think, last week that I spoke with you from a car in the midst of torrential downpour in Brisbane. And uh, a week later, um, uh, the the, the aftermath of the cyclone continues in just an incredible way. And um, an ABC reporter, I think, made some comment along the lines that uh, he'd never known a cyclone to have so many different consequences over such a long time over such a a long distance it's amazing Uh, we will keep those who are in the firing line for floodwaters in our prayers and encouragement to uh, wherever you might be listening right around australia these things may be happening in one geographic location but uh, our prayers uh, uh, for all of those who are in Rockhampton affected by floodwaters, more than 2,000 properties expected to be affected. Ashley, you've been traversing the nation, talking about last week being in Brisbane. You've just gotten back uh, to Adelaide from Perth. Uh, well, just update us uh, your thoughts on what's happening in Perth. You're monitoring things politically. There's a new Labor government in WA. Uh, what are your feelings about the challenges that WA is facing and uh, are they equipped to face those? Uh, I've been speaking with uh, a number of Christian leaders in, uh, in WA and uh, there is a concern that uh, quite a number of uh, solid Christian people have been lost to the parliament, that the number of people in, uh, in, the, parli- in the new parliament who uh, would, uh, would stand firm on Christian values, who would stand firm on life issues, uh, is very much reduced. It's uh, thought that... Uh, there will be a very strong euthanasia push uh, this year. Uh, the parliament obviously hasn't come back yet. It's estimated that that will uh, sit in May, uh, and it's thought that fairly shortly thereafter there'll be some committee uh, to investigate the possibility of euthanasia. Uh, and so there is a general concern. Not a, there's not a malaise, there's not a depression, but there's a genuine concern um, that the recent election will result in... Um, uh, fewer conservative Christian voices and uh, a more prevalent, even perhaps from 
instead of being private member legislation, perhaps even government-backed legislation uh, that would uh, be opposed to the values that we stand on. People talk about a progressive agenda. Well, the progressive agenda will be very solidly at work in WA, uh, where there have been Conservatives in power that has been displaced. And, uh, and so a lot of the agenda items that progressives like to talk about and like to enact, they'll be all happening in WA. There's lots of issues happening, Ashley Saunders. Uh, One of those issues, of course, uh, there was an activist who didn't come to Australia, was going to be appearing on the ABC earlier this week, but because of some threats, Ian Hersey Ali uh, didn't come to Australia. And that's caused a lot of commentary to be talking about the sorts of things that she would have spoken about uh, had she come to Australia. Uh, One of those is an interesting one, a vocal critic of Islam uh, for the closure of Muslim schools in Australia, an unlikely supporter in a sheikh, Sheikh Mohammed Tawidi. Uh, Are you following along uh, how that whole issue is unfolding? He's agreeing this is an Islamic sheikh, that Islamic schools should be closed for security reasons. What are your thoughts? Uh, Not only is he agreeing, but the thing that I find saddest about the story uh, is that he has now also gone into hiding and apparently has some um, police or similar escort because of um, uh, the danger that he's facing from having said that he agrees that some of those schools should be closed. The broader issue... Uh, I guess there's a few issues here that we're talking about. One, perhaps if we start with the issue of uh, the impact of um, freedom of speech and the ability to say things without um, fear of persecution uh, or worse. And uh, it was an atheist uh, who not that long ago um, made some public comment that said, thank you, Christians, for the fact that uh, I can debate with you and I can... uh, I I can put up arguments against what you believe without me being in fear uh, of the life of my children. And uh, he was basically saying that, um, that he is not willing to speak out against Islam because he has children and he fears reprisal. So there's, uh, it's interesting when even um, an Islamic imam in Australia uh, says those things and needs to go into hiding. In terms of the impact on schools, um, I support wholeheartedly faith-based education. And we need to keep a balance between the right of uh, parents to want to send their children uh, to faith-based schools, as I do with my own children. Um, We need to ensure that uh, whatever um, school our children go to, that they are well-governed, that the curriculum is in line with the national curriculum. And most importantly, I think, that what the children are being taught is consistent with the values of Australian society. And that's the, 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 the area of some danger, perhaps the biggest area of some danger where some of these other schools are concerned. Let's continue a little bit of an aside from that, but still on issues to do with Muslims, uh, the religion of Islam, because there is some new research out that suggests that Muslim births will outnumber Christian births by the year 2035. Now, uh, Reliable research from the Pew Forum uh, predicting that baby booms are in fact 
going to determine the faiths of the future rather than conversions to various religious faiths. Uh, your thoughts on the number of births, uh, Ashley Saunders? Well, uh, in the sense that I've got four children, I'm doing my bit, but uh, uh, I'm glad that uh, my child uh, giving birth, my, my parenting days are not over, but uh, I certainly don't plan to have any more children. Um, in terms of the, the story that you identify... Um, it does make for some chilling reading because it talks about the impact of um, evangelising or proselytising, the impact of people coming to a particular faith versus the impact of being born into a family that uh, is of a faith. And, um, and it certainly doesn't say, that research doesn't say, that Christians should stop their mission endeavours or evangelising or seeking to uh, share the good news of Jesus. And we should continue to do that. Uh, it is somewhat chilling to realise that um, uh, the birth rates in Islamic families will outnumber, they say, um, Christians, so that by about 2035, I think was the year they mentioned, uh, about one in three uh, people in the world will be Christian, about one in three uh, Muslim and one in three some other faith or no faith. And I feel particularly for some of those uh, countries, particularly Nigeria in Africa, that uh, has been a real bulwark of the Christian faith. It's now about half and half, and uh, where Christians in that country really feel uh, very much under threat of persecution. Ashley, is there a time you could see, uh, perhaps even uh, hopefully into the future, where uh, where the return to a large family might be something that is normal for Christian families. Any thoughts on on what perhaps a prediction for the future or hopes for the future might be with regards to the size of families? Um, probably not so much the size of families, but the concept of family. One of the things that we have very much lost in Australia and we really need to regain is the idea of family and the extended family, the idea that um, extended family matters, that... Uh, people of a certain age are not a burden who need to be hidden away, but rather it's a, a joy and a delight to uh, to be able to live with and to care for people of an older age. Uh, the pace of life has been a factor in Australia that, uh, that means that family, um, especially extended family, has broken down and the pace of life and the cost of life means that people are making choices to have fewer children. So uh, it's not a, a, an easy answer, but we really do need to um, take intentional steps to regain the idea of family and the idea of an extended family. Uh, there's lots more to talk about when it comes to family. I wanted to tackle with you too uh, another aside. It's the ongoing issues uh, to do with the battle over marriage and uh, same-sex activists uh, really being described by so many these days as bullies when it comes to uh, those who are detractors from the idea of not supporting a same-sex marriage and uh, the idea of targeting people and their jobs and their livelihoods. Uh, this is continuing to, to fester along uh, and, uh, and be quite significant, Ashley. No, it, it's a very bad development in, in society, that's for sure. And um, uh, this, certain, this so-called marriage equality campaign, in my view, has demonstrated a profound lack of acceptance to anyone who holds a differing view and uh, and so that there's this there's this underlying sentiment that uh, 
that, that when, when people with um, what might have been called divergent views, what I still call divergent views, when they're in the minority, they're all for freedom of speech and freedom of expression. Uh, but when they believe that they're 50-50 or in the majority, they really want to silence any other view. It's, it's quite a, a disturbing um, development in Australian society, and, uh, and I certainly pray against it. Well, there are many, many things to talk about and uh, perhaps some of these issues will continue in conversations as we uh, proceed with 2020 today and uh, we'll be talking about uh, conservative politics in just a short while. We'll have a special guest, Senator Cory Bernardi, who is joining us. But Ashley Saunders, uh, thank you so much as uh, you do present very, very valuable insights into the issues that we're facing as a nation, those issues that are shaping our culture. And I want to thank you so much for being with us again today on 2020. Uh, it's my pleasure, Neil. Thank you. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.